guys so we are back in the suite my name is rich and joining me here are my co-hosts we have indy hello and we got uriel hello guys what is going on this week nothing much not a lot nothing much i feel like we got a lot this week lots oh. of stuff going on well into. not a, well it's been a lot for the world but not for us like jack shit has happened to me except for like my mom turning 60 Shout oh, out happy, to her. Happy birthday, Mrs. Uriel. Mrs. Uriel's mom, I should say. Mother's Mrs. Day Mrs. and birthday. How convenient. <laughs> yeah, happens every year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine's the same way. It's like a few days off, so. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what are you guys good, listening to this? Know. What was that? Things have been good. 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 What are we listening to this week? A lot of jazz fusion and smooth jazz. In particular, I've been listening to this Weather Report song on repeat, Teen Town. Like, mm. it's really cool and funky, and it has, like, the legendary Jaco Pistorius on it. You got to check it out. Nice. Andy, what about you? A lot of waterfront dining. Yeah, I would imagine, uh, after the interview. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I yeah. discovered a lot of stuff I hadn't before just because it's he has a lot of material. It's hard to go through everything, but he's I got a, he's spent got like some a time. a ton of stuff. It's like, yeah. he's got like 50-something albums on, on Bandcamp, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. I was doing the same exact thing because, you know, I, I, I had the interview and I just started kind of going through and listening to it and, you know, whatever you know, album cover kind of caught my eye, just, you know, started listening to it. And it's, just, mm-hmm. it's, it's good just solid vaporwave like it kind of like ticks all the marks of like a good album um yeah super easy to listen to it's just super interesting i love the artwork i love the the, the fuzziness of the, the images that he uses um, it's just really 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 cool what about you waterfront dining uh steely dan of course <laughs> yeah not yeah. uh not have that in there. I saw that 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 picture that I sent on the uh, the podcast channel that, that or that video. The of video those guys getting like <laughs> super hyped to like Josie. Um, it's like you know when when you're about to go out with the boys and you you turn on uh, Steely Dan one more time and everyone's just like going nuts and crazy and everything like that. And I, that song has been stuck in my head all day. Yeah, or all week I should say. So um, yeah, of course uh, for Steely Dan, but yeah. Waterfront dining, uh, some city pop stuff. I found this website um, that has like all this, like, like tons and tons of city pop and other like Japanese, Korean music. Um, that's just super cool. Um, what website? Lots of that. Uh, I don't remember it. Um, I'm not that, sure it's actually into legal, like but it's like uh, uh, J-pop boss, but it's like the boss is spelled eight zero SS. Mm. that makes sense it's like jpopboss.blogspot or something like that and there's just all sorts of stuff there super sketchy website you go to click on like any link and you get like a pop-up or a redirect and you have to like do it like six times in order for it to actually work 
But so basically, it, it's like a porn site only instead of porn they have music. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. But um, yeah, I'm not advocating anyone to go there and do it, but it's there. Um, all right. So uh, in private suite news, um, we have what do we got? Issue seven's mm-hmm. coming up. Issue seven is coming out. We had issue six release. Um, what was it now? A few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I think the climate wave issue. So go ahead, check that out. We have issue seven coming out pretty soon. Uh, stay tuned for a release date for that. But we got a bunch of our team working on that design wise and there's lots of articles and everything else. So keep an eye out for that. City we have Pop our article too. City Pop article by this guy named Indy, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, keep an eye on that. In uh, honor of a uh, climate wave theme issue, we decided to make a deal with clouds to sell our magazine by rain. So if you're ever like getting hit by a magazine and it's a rainy day, it's probably us. And if you want to keep the magazine, you can pay the cloud if you want. Okay. Did you like, what? do any drugs or anything before you walked into this? Um, today? <laughs> what? What? What is that a metaphor for? I was making a joke about the rain. What is that a joke about? I don't get the joke. Because like it's climate <laughs> wave and like it's like we're selling it as if it's rain. The weather forecast is like cloudy with a chance of aesthetics. Yeah. Pretty much. Something like that. So, all right. Well, we applaud your effort, uh, Uriel. Thank you for uh, trying I to try my out. best. Okay. We appreciate it. <laughs> Very good. Um, also, just a reminder, we have the anniversary games that we, we've been doing uh, where you can submit some, there's all sorts of uh, little projects and tasks that we kind of ask you, well, not tasks, but contests where you can submit some original content and uh, some ideas. All that is on our Discord if you want to check that out uh, for submission details and everything. There's still some time to get that in, uh, so be sure to go and check that out. I wish I could participate, but... Yeah, but that would no be an staff. unfair advantage, wouldn't it? There's a haiku contest, and it, that would be really fun. You should just make, do like um, like uh, two eight one four or HKE, and just like make like a new alias. It's like indie. It's like you just use your same avatar, but like just like Photoshop a mustache onto it. It's like, hello, I'm new here, and this is my. This is my totally you know, original submission, and it wasn't yeah. done by anyone named Indy Advant at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that'll get by Matt and everything else. So, guys, the the major news this week, the huge news that literally everyone in the community is talking about, Electronicon. Woo! Like, holy, holy crap. This show is absolutely insane. God damn. Like have you guys like like let's just appreciate this this lineup that we have right here. Saint Pepsi, George Clanton, 18 Carat Affair, Vaporor, Surfing, Telepath, uh Espirit, Negative Gemini, Dan Mason, Equip, Satin Sheet, Death Dynamic Shroud, uh hold on 
I'm like, I, there's just so much stuff that's going to be here. This is just so, it, it's crazy. It's a worldwide gathering. It's going to be like, there's going to be people there that aren't performing that we know too. A lot of other artists and some of us got tickets. So we'll be there yeah, also. I mean, it's, there was 900 tickets that were put up for sale uh, 10 a.m. on Friday. Um, I think they sold out within like a half hour or so. I know I went on, I think, at like 10.15 and I was able to get a ticket. Um, you know, a bunch of other people from the private suite team managed to get some tickets as well. Um, so there's going to be a bunch of us there as well. Uh, but there, you know, I'm sure there's going to be other artists that are showing up, like you said, that are not necessarily on the lineup or performing or anything, anything like that, but they're going to, to make an appearance. This is just such a, such a huge event that I feel like you, you can't miss it. I mean, I've already seen people that have already literally booked, uh, you know, flights from all over the country to come in and see this. Yeah. I know the guy who runs Pacific Plaza is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Trucks passing trucks is his project. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I mean, there's never been anything like this before in the community uh you know we had the 100 percent electronica concerts earlier in the uh in the year um that was just you know george clanton and surfing and satin sheets and stuff and those were great shows and and there were a bunch of them and i think people you know totally loved that we even had people calling into the voicemail line here uh you know saying like you know if you have the chance to go go and do it and then to come out with this is just like it's just bonkers it's crazy yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, I am nine hour drive. To hear about this, honestly, well, I'm gonna do it. What, 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 what was that, Yuriel? I'm thrilled to hear about this, honestly. Like, not only is like this a lot more serious and like more formalized, rather than like just some people putting crap on the internet. No offense to like people who put crap on the internet, <laughs> but it's also a lot of cohesion in the scene. Like it shows that there's still a community and that there's still relations, no matter how flawed we have it. Yeah. It, it's, you know, even just watching like the artists Twitter feeds, um, you know, their reactions to everyone like, Oh my God, it's sold out. And like, I can't believe everyone's like, you know, so pumped to see me perform here. Uh, it, it was just really cool to kind of see the whole like collective reaction to, to this being announced. Um, you know, I was still, I mean, from when this got announced, I think it was, was it like Tuesday last week? I think I, I don't think I got anything else done for the rest of the day. I was just so stoked. And we're like making, you know, a bunch of us making plans and like, you know, we got to get up there and we know we're going to get a place for the weekend and we're going to, we're going to have a literal private suite. It's going to be awesome. And, um, it's just, it's insane. It's just absolutely insane. Absolutely cannot wait for it. I think a lot of people are going to be there for a few days because it's falling on a long weekend. I think uh, at least Saturday at a minimum, maybe a long weekend. Yeah. I'm definitely thinking about getting up there Friday night. Yeah. You're going to be there the whole day, Saturday and then whatever Sunday. So yeah, um, it's it's going to be be totally cool. Who are you guys most looking forward to seeing there based on what, what has been announced so far? Well, I didn't buy any tickets or anything and I live decently far away back in DC if you were to go to the concert, how oh, okay, what okay. what artist would you be most stoked to see? Definitely uh, Ryan D. Robertus, aka Saint Pepsi or Skylar Spence, as his lawyer calls him. <laughs> Basically, because uh, I do think he's like gaining a lot of traction and momentum 
be like well beyond just seeing in a concert with a lot of these people, let alone meeting at all. Yeah. To the point that I think you'll have like a minor like billboard hit or something. I think that at some point soon uh, he'll definitely do it. But it's interesting that he's not like it, it's, it's not Skylar Spence's performing. I think this is the first time I've seen like St. Pepsi listed. Yeah. Like on a concert. That's a good You've point. You've seen Skylar Spence, you know, all over, not all over the place, but you know, it, that's been, you know, it's, it's been done. This is the first time I've seen St. Pepsi. Yeah. Um, which is why I think I, that's probably who I'm most stoked to see also. Um, just, just from the sheer curiosity aspect of it, of, of what he's going to do. On his uh, Twitter, he said it's going to be next level, like the shit he's preparing. Mm-hmm. Check out his latest Twitter post. Yeah, I saw that. It was it was some kind of. But like, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. Like you know, yeah, it's gonna be next level, bro. It's gonna be so cool. Like, it's awesome. I'm stoked for it. Like, what is what does it mean? Like, we need to know. Like, what are you performing? Are you gonna be doing like a, I don't know, a hit five sting? Which also, also side note, he also announced today there's going to be a very limited number of hit vibes vinyls available for purchase there. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get one. I, I'm gonna have I, to get mine. I, I seriously. am terrified. We're gonna be ripping Steve at each other's throats. <laughs> what, what it's gonna cost and what it's gonna take to just get one early enough. Like the the merch that's gonna be available at this concert, like all the vinyls and the cassettes and everything else is is just going to be crazy. Like with all the artists that are gonna be there, it's just gonna be it's it's. It's gonna be awesome. I so. gotta go across the border. I'm gonna. They're gonna be like, well, you can't bring all this shit back. <laughs> They'll leave it in a dish somewhere. International affair for indie. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, I mean, but yes, yeah. muggle it or something. Like they're not gonna think it's drugs. I guarantee you. I ha- I could. St- I have a uh, PO box in Buffalo, so I can stop <laughs> off at that place, drop them off there, and then oh. ship them back to me. Stop at Anchor Bar Grabs. That is a very risky proposition. Like, I have seen too many images of, like, uh, delivery people stepping on the record or, like, shoving it into mailboxes that can't fit it. No, no. It's a, it's a, per, it's a, it's an address. Like, I know the person's address. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say. Yeah. 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 Shipping vinyls is always a risky thing. Like, my, um, the the corrupted data corp uh, beepus album that i got like the the box that it came in when i went to go pick it up from the post office was like bent and i like saw them like bringing it out and like my heart sank i'm like oh my god it's destroyed there's no way it's gonna be okay and it luckily was fine oh, okay. Um, okay. there was no issue but i'm like oh like I, I do not want to like have to worry about getting a a vinyl shipped somewhere q rates has actually pretty good shipping with their vinyls they use this at least lately they've been using this cool like cardboard paper stuff that's like yeah. that's that's out. what it was in yeah it's never it underestimate the uh it's probably what saved it yeah never underestimate the the power of the u.s postal service to just <laughs> screw up a, a, a well-packaged law. item yeah oh there's but, some hilarious it, videos <laughs> But anyway, back to the concert. So like, I'm most stoked for St. Pepsi. Um, also stoked to see George Clanton again, uh, just because he puts on such a crazy show. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, I'm also super stoked to see Dan Mason. Um, I he, think he just has some really, really cool stuff. Um, looking forward to seeing what he manages to put out there. Uh, but yeah. For um, me, Death's Dynamic Shroud, mm-hmm. number one. And Telepath. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, telepath, absolutely. Telepath, televape, that's dynamic shroud. And Dan Mason, yeah, that's gonna be a dancey, funky time. Yeah. R twenty three X, that sounds killer. Yeah. I've heard some of his uh, music. Pretty damn everybody. <laughs> now, they've already announced that there's going to be a second wave of uh of Vax announced. Jesus. What are your I don't know. I don't know when they're going to do them because I mean, like all of this stuff right here sounds like it's going to be like full day. Yeah. So I don't know who else uh, they're going to definitely else... blank Banshee. You think blank Banshee's going to make an appearance? Yeah. Nice. There's a good chance. I think they're going to have like a West Coast version of it. Like maybe do it in Los Angeles or something. Get people like Vextroid, Young Bay. I'm do you think other people think, live on the west coast i'm really struggling to think of like people based there right at the moment but like do you think vectroid would do it i really doubt it honestly but i'm sure she wouldn't be against it i've spoken to her before yeah roughly and i don't know if as much as it would be awesome to see young bay at one of these things i don't know if he would participate in a concert like this unless he was kind of like headlining it Hmm. But I don't. I don't know. I I could be wrong. Um, I mean, I could see him doing it. But then again, I also never thought to see St. Pepsi in a concert like this too. And then here we are. So I mean, for all intents and purposes, we could get Clams Casino back or something. I don't know. Clams Casino. Oh, Pad Chennington. <laughs> he could perform Contrast. I think. Low key, I think that's going to happen. Oh, nice. Or I think he'll abs- he'll be up there for something to do a song because yeah. that's been like his his huge thing and like when you know like when I've talked with him we've we've I've done the interviews with him on this show before um, you know that's his goal is to like to to have like a live live, live set yeah. and I think he talks with enough of these guys and he's friendly with enough of these guys that they would let it happen. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna know his face after that night. Uh, he'll probably wear a mask. Uh, he has a mask that he'll oh, yeah. put on. So, so I don't. Uh, there's there's I mean, ways around that. I've, like there's a Photoshop image of like his eyes that he revealed in one video and his mouth that he re- mouth and hair that he revealed in another. Yeah, so, so he's I mean, just, like photoshopped it over. So I think I get a good idea of what he looks like. Yeah, it's not whatever. It's it's who cares? Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Who cares? Who cares? Exactly. So, I'd like to like see. The rallying cry of our generations. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see a bit more future funk, maybe. Uh, we have because we have yeah. Dan Mason, FM Skyline, not Satin Sheets a bit. Um, not really, but yeah, there's some there's some real like heavy vapor stuff. Yeah. In this one, like you know, <laughs> you know, maybe you know, especially if it's is it gonna be an out, outside or inside. I think it's probably inside like I would think so but New York City I mean what yeah. there's nine, 90% of outside is just the row that could be a rooftop or something like that so yeah that would know. be really obnoxious that would be it would be but uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens I'm, I'm long story well not long story short been talking about it for 10 minutes now but uh, I'm I am super stoked for this so and will it be the first time private suites uh, staff will have met uh yeah i think for a lot of us it'll be the first time they're actually gathering in one place so uh cool cool experience for that as well mm-hmm. a bunch of us coming in from from all over the place to uh convene for this and 
and experience this. So it'll be fun. Yeah. Thank you, George. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. One last thing on this before we move on, but like he's putting this all together and like tweeting all this and everything else. He like, he just got, I think he, he announced this the day before he went into surgery for his ankle <laughs> and then like working on this even again, like after, Crazy. you know, he, it, it's just the guy is a beast. He is an absolute beast. Christ. Yeah. He announced this like from the hospital. I think so. He might have. Oh my lord! I don't know. The hospital, or it's man. like he's you know he you know tweeted out and he's like, all right, let's go, you know, rebuild my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crazy. All right, so what do we got? Uh, what do we got next for today? We got vaporwave themed records. Indy uh, says it's your topic. What, tell us about that. Uh, I don't know. I just sometimes I like when there's a specific thing that happened in real life that someone will make a whole album around. Like a uh, really great one is Simsoft by Sheepy Turtle. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it's a <laughs> Sim City, right? Or not yep. Sim City, The Sims, Sims Three. It's her house that she made in that game and the whole universe of SimCity put into a, a vaporwave album. It's very nice. Yeah. For a second there, I thought you like the thing was parsed as vaporwave themed records, like something is themed vaporwave, not it's a vaporwave record that has a theme. So I got confused for a second there. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I remember news at 11, like welcome yeah. to zone by mesh. Um, and yeah. uh, I'm trying News to... at 11. News at 11 was what I was going to say, uh, which is... Yeah, that's the obvious example. Yeah. Uh, Good Heaviest Morning example. America or something, like by Skeleton. I I might be butchering that name or like forgetting the name. It's been a while. Got Fraser Wave, which you've mentioned, I think, three times in the show now. Uh... Hell Wave <laughs> by Strickland Enterprises. <laughs> Coming at you soon. Don't sleep on it. Another good one is... Um... Arcadia Campus uh, Virtual Tour, I think. If you guys have heard of that, check New it Gaia. out if you haven't. New uh, Gaia. Oh, I also got to bring up the works of, um, I can't remember like his main stage name, but like Basketball Williams has like this weird sort of character style thing. Where he like just takes the life of a story a bit more directly and creates music around it. Basketball mm. hmm. Williams is probably the big one because that's the one that has multiple albums. But he's done like a noir one, and he's done another one I think as well. I highly recommend his work. It's pretty slick. It's sort of like Flamingosis mixed with a little bit of like more explicit vapor and influences. Check it out. Interesting uh, combination there. Cool. So with. Andy, with these themed albums, like oh, how... uh, the, sorry, the Cat Corp one too, Black Mesa by Cat Corp. Got a shout out on that one. Okay. How Please far continue. in? <laughs> how far in depth do you like these albums to get? Like with the theme, like how, or I guess like what makes it a, what would you consider a themed album? 
if that makes sense. Yeah, it's a good question. I guess it's like a concept, a conceptual album, you know? And the more the more elements you can add to it, the more immersive I find. Like, it's like a certain percentage of, um, let's say it's based off like a video game. You know, let's just pick a random game, like, I don't know, like Battletoads or something like that. And you you come up with like Toad Wave or something like that. Um, how much of the music would have to be sampled or bring in elements of Battle Toads? Oh, I see. Yeah, or got... or I should say, or I should say, like Pawn Stars. Um, at that point, <laughs> it's got to be at least like twenty five percent, something around there, twenty twenty five. Okay. What about so, like, you? The vast majority of it is something else. Um original sounds is what i was thinking yeah you oh, could okay, you could okay, do more sense. but the minimum like, i thought you meant like samples or perhaps clips from things i got confused again for a second there. i'm off my like intelligence game today. it depends on the music i guess because like lo-fi hip-hop would probably not be completely sampled from the from battle toads right it would just have the sounds <laughs> usually voices and stuff i, I don't know Oh, yeah, I get you there. I mean, so like, aren't like 90% of Vaporwave records like themed around something? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like, well, Vaporwave but, micro genres are themed around something too. Mallsoft, yeah. Climate Wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Mallsoft's I... not necessarily like themed. Well, I shouldn't say that because it's there's sounds from, you know, malls and other shopping experiences in public and whatnot um, incorporated into that. Um, I don't know. I think so, I mean, like take like Sailor Wave by Macross. Um, mm-hmm. Not all of it is straight sampled from Sailor Moon. I, I've never watched just, Sailor Moon, so I don't know. It's just the experience, I guess. Yeah, like it's not like it's just it, it's pulling, pulling it off from there. It doesn't have two full albums that are just straight you know, Sailor Moon samples. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I guess it's just getting the essence of of that feeling. Yeah, you know, the same feeling that when you watch the show, like you kind of that it that the album brings you know brings back those feelings. Absolutely. Hmm. I guess it's it's not all. Um, you know, some of it is subjective and theoretical. Yeah. I hear you on that front, you know. I mean, <laughs> like. There's also, like, a tendency for people to think they're making, like, new genres. It's usually people who are just starting out making music. Like, oh, I'm going to do, uh, let's say, Eddie and Eddie Wave and Picture on Eddie. No, it's just, <laughs> like, you're doing it based off a concrete show or other narrative work. Ed, Ed and Eddie Wave. And it Title returned... song is B-Flying. Oh, God. <laughs> I had an amazing idea for... Uh... A concept album. Was that? Um, oh. Did you ever watch the Magic School Bus? Uh, yes, yeah. I went through the U.S. public education system, so I've seen the Magic School Bus. Seatbelts, everyone. Uh oh. Do that, it. We, the name so of the we should do it. Yeah, that could be the name of the record. And they oh, just rebooted the show with flash animation. So. Did they actually? Did they really? Yeah, yeah, they yeah they made the show for a new generation. I guess it's pretty cool. Oh dang! Not with actual flash animation, right? 
No, they did. No, they totally use flash animation. I I looked at it and uh, I hope the content's good. Actually, I've heard the co- good things about the content. Just like I'm not a big fan of like the art style, but I'm getting off topic. Okay. Magic. I'm just more amazed by like again. like they would actually use flash in 2019. I think considering it's a dead format, isn't it? Well, it's I think they, they're using Adobe Animate, but come on. Yeah. Okay. I guess whatever. Well, Splitting hairs here, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, a lot of vaporwave gets like themed off of more explicit sources, like other like narrative works and other like stories. I think there should be a term for that, like runoff splits, something yeah. like that. A shoot. Could some of that stuff branch, like even tributary? Could some of that stuff even fit into like the vapor meme kind of category, where it's just kind of. 90% of it fits into vapor meme. <laughs> yeah, like, some of it's just... Especially anything touching Seinfeld. Oh, my Lord. I love vapor meme, but come on. Give Seinfeld more credit. Oh, I love Seinfeld. I don't think that show can ever get old. Did you know, fun fact, that theme song is different for every single episode? Like, they just improvise it? So the guy that did it, like mm-hmm. his, his job was to make the Seinfeld theme every episode. Mm-hmm. So he would look at the clip, the stand-up clip that he was doing uh, that they were going to show for the beginning of the show each. And he would basically just have it playing in his studio and he just like watch it and listen to it. And he would just on his keyboard just start playing the bass notes on there and putting the little inflections and whatnot as it moved with his stand-up on that particular set. That is so strange. Yeah, there's there's a, a video, an old video from like Entertainment Tonight on YouTube. You can go look and it's like interviewing this guy. And he's like the most 90s, like eclectic musician guy you could possibly imagine. Just the way he dresses and the way he looks and talks and everything. And he just, he, he just makes the, the theme. It's a good job episode. to have, man. Probably pays well So too. he's like wearing I, flannel and JNCOs. Does he have frosted hair as well? Not J and COs. Think more of like someone in their mid thirties, uh, in the nineties. Almost like dad aesthetic, but not quite. Trying to think of that. Like I can't remember what the older generation was in the nineties, <laughs> honestly. Well, go go watch the video. It's like it's like five minutes and it's super interesting. Aye aye, yeah. Captain. Yeah. That'd be interesting if someone just took all of the different Seinfeld themes and just turned it into an album. Oh yeah. Totally just like ripped, you know, you know, pulled it apart from the stand up. That could be interesting. But I want my like... Seinfeld OST record, goddammit. <laughs> when are we gonna get that? What's the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal with no albums? <laughs> it's called Jerry. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Moving on. Oh yeah. Here we go. I think you got a topic for us. You betcha. Does Vaporwave need to revolve the eighties and nineties aesthetics? I first want to hear your guys' experiences on this one, because while I did pose the question, admittedly, I am more interested in people who actually lived through the 80s and 90s, like seeing all the vaporwave themed after it, like whether it's accurate, what it resonates with you, even if it isn't, and if it strikes so much of a chord that it really can't continue without this kind of nostalgia feeling, and we're going to have to wait a few more years in order mm-hmm. to get like early 2000 stuff as well. 
Yeah, I think the question was, does Vaporwave need to revolve around the 80s and 90s? I think you didn't say the word around or or the word evolve. I can't remember, but it was one of them, just so everybody's clear. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, my brain is tripping and falling down the stairs. <laughs> so I, I'm going to cautiously say no doesn't need to revolve around the 80s and 90s um i think it could possibly dip back into the 70s i think there are elements where it could come into the early 2000s um i think as we get further away from as we get further away from the early 2000s that stuff kind of gets meshed in with the late 90s and i think it could fit in um, and could easily be um, just kind of incorporated all together. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know if we're necessarily there just yet. Um, a good example of kind of like that early 2000s nostalgia, um, I don't know if you guys have Hulu or watch anything there, but they have a show, an original show that they started a few months ago called Pen15. Okay. <laughs> Um, and it's basically about these two girls oh, uh, going 15. through. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> you you just realized that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, about the, <laughs> it's about them going through like their like first year in middle school. Um, and these two girls both are, I think they're 30 years old now. Um, and they, they both went through on the same time. But they play themselves in middle school. So it's like these like 30 year old girls um, like interacting with these. They're dressed like middle schoolers, fake <laughs> braces on awesome. and everything and wearing all period correct everything. Um, and it, it's it is one of the funniest shows I've watched in a long, long time. And it, it hits for me because like I was in like the same grade that they were in that they're showing like at that year. So like everything that's happening was like cutting edge and it was it was like like define that era and they do such a good job of keeping it period correct everything in that show is from that era there's basically nothing new i read an article about like the 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 team that they had to scour like the internet for all of this period correct electronics and clothing and and whatnot and it really really brings you back and even just the music that they play with it because it's all you know stuff you listen to in middle school and and whatnot Uh, so i can see stuff like that i can see vaporwave maybe expanding out a little bit more as that stuff kind of becomes more nostalgic because this is like the first time we're listening to it or i should say first time thinking back on like that time period where you become you become really nostalgic for it other than just the music more like the whole aesthetic and art form that it has if that makes sense mm-hmm. i hear you on that front like I do worry sometimes that it's just like it can get cookie cutter, but then I realize like that stuff doesn't have as much as a hold as I think it does. It's just mm-hmm. there's like a permanent little influence because like a lot of the original artists were like came not really came of age, but like either knew the eighties or in nineties or had a very, very close relationship to it and people who idolized it. Like, yeah. that's when I think information technology started to really exist. It didn't take off until, like, recently, basically. But, 
you know. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that, that, the early 2000s is when everyone started to get a computer. I mean, people oh, yeah. did before that, um, but it was Nerds. more like it wasn't common. Mm-hmm. 99 to 2000, 2001 is when it became like, okay, like, where is your computer in your house? Like, obviously, you have a computer. Um, you know, you have internet. You have high-speed internet. And there's, you, you get to, you know, that, I mean, I don't know if either of you ever had dial-up internet growing up. Oh, yeah. Or had the pleasure of experiencing that. <laughs> Do you remember the jump from when you went from, like, a 56K modem to like dsl or cable i remember the jump and i remember jumping back because i moved to a farm town and they still only have dial up there that's where my parents live and that's why i never see them that's like going cold turkey like (laughs) on like crack or something oh man i was i was i was playing um habbo hotel and i was i had a, a whole mafia basically of people working for me it was the greatest and then I moved to the farm town, and then I couldn't play. It was just too laggy. Couldn't download anything. That, Ugh. that is the worst. I'm telling you, man. It's still like, like that there. <laughs> but, like, going through that period of, like, like that, when you made the jump to to the high-speed internet, that's kind of like when your digital life kind of took off, you know, if you were growing up in that period. That's that's when you know you started to, you know, see like you know funny you know internet jokes and um, you know even videos weren't that popular at that point online because they took forever to buffer and download and they were, you know, the size of a you know thumbnail basically and it was wasn't worth watching. It was a novelty at that point, really. Um, so I, I I can see it expanding into that period. Um, another reason why I think I can see it expanding is we're seeing a move away from sample-based vaporwave now. So if you're going off original stuff, you're not bound to like what was in the 80s and 90s. So you mm-hmm. can kind of work on, have a little more leeway on stuff that came out in the 2000s, but kind of still has that 90s sound but then that kind of pushes you more into the early 2000s and then some stuff that comes out later still sounds like that so it i, I think naturally it's going to progress out into the early 2000s mm-hmm. interesting uh for me i i'll just keep it short i think it's changed for me actually i used to think that vaporwave was mostly pre mid 2000s and before and synthwave was after and that was kind of what defined them even though synthwave and outrun look back at the 80s it's kind of the newer dystopian version or the futuristic mm-hmm. version yeah. but then i heard like birth of a new day <laughs> and then i was mm-hmm. like no no this is future music <laughs> 2814 i like i think they're I, the idea might be that the music is based in the year 2814, although I think the ideas that they're uh, creating and the universe they're creating will probably happen long before then, maybe like 2300-something. Yeah. Or, or, That's but, a yeah. good example because like, if of any record that, you know, in the vaporwave genre, I, I don't think that one has a time period where you can kind of pinpoint it. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like it, it, it's, it's not eighties. It's not nineties. It's not two thousands. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just its own thing. It, it is HKE two eight one four at his best, and and that that's like his world. Uh, you know, whatever time period that may be. Uh, twenty eight fourteen. Maybe two eight one four. Maybe I mean, but who knows? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We talk with him. He's an interesting dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Anyhow, personally, yeah. I feel that it really doesn't have to at this point. Like there is like a permanent stain of obsolete technology. But that could go really, really far back with the influences. Like, you could have, like, this image of people in freaking Roman times or, like, in ancient China or something using, like, like a brand-new modern computer as your cover, and it would still make plenty of sense. Mm-hmm. You could have, like, something that doesn't show anything remotely in the past whatsoever, but instead shows, like, a distorted, currently modern version of reality. I think the thing is, is that it like started out that way and like has a huge reputation because that's something easy to get onto. And back in the day, like 2011, that was when like the whole 80s nostalgia, 90s like nostalgia thing was like starting to kick up a notch. The quote from my uh, main man, Emerald Lagasse. Bam. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever watch a sitcom? He had a sitcom? Yes. J- just watch no, it. No, I think he did. I think in the universe, I'm telling you. I remember that back, that was like early 2000s, obviously, right? Yep. Yeah, it's part of the nostalgia. <laughs> it's part of the nostalgia. It fits into the realm. fits into the world. It's, it's okay. That, that I think I vaguely thing. remember seeing it. I don't th- I've never watched it, but I, I think I remember hearing about it. It's the last role of Robert Urich. And, uh, yeah, it's about as um, helpful to him as uh, John Candy's role in Wagons East. Hmm. And if you know either of those things, you know exactly what I'm trying to convey there. But, okay. Can't say that I do, but um, I I am intrigued now that there's an Emeril Lagasse sitcom out Mm -hmm. there somewhere. Is so. it just Lagasse? Is it Lagasse or Lagasse? I, I really Lagasse. Don't Emerald okay, Lagasse. Okay, Lagasse. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I, is... I think... <laughs> God. Just to, like, round this this whole thing out here. Um, I mean, genres change over periods of time. You know, look at rock music back in the 60s. And it was, like, three guys in a tiny drum set and, you know, you know happy-go-lucky and, you know, kind of light and whatever. And now, you know, look at like a rock band now um, or even like, you know, you know, from the 80s to now, you know, they, they change. You know, there's there's different production values. There's different um, methods of, of making the music, but it still kind of all falls in that same category. So why can't that happen for Vaporwave? It will happen for Vaporwave, honestly. Yeah, exactly. So for Vaporwave, I mean, it means taking cues from different time periods, um, you know, and that includes working in different mediums, um, which mm-hmm. I think will happen. So. I mean, we're not going to screw up a third time with, like, these new internet genres like C-Punk and Witch House. <laughs> like, those two kind of faltered out for all the merits they may have had. But yeah. we still have Vaporwave about uh, 10 years later, I think. Yeah. It's not dead yet, despite what people may say. 
Yeah, we just got to kickstart its heart. Anyhow. Okay. okay. Well, so to answer your question, I think we agree. Uh, no, it does not need to revolve around the 80s or 90s. Think can expand beyond God. that. Very good. <clears throat> Anyhow, right. there's been a new Plastic Love music video thanks to the resurgence of uh, that one, you know, non-video album <laughs> cover. Yeah, yes. You know what I'm talking about, right? Where she's like turning sideways to the camera, but her face is looking towards it and she's wearing this yeah. suspender suit yeah you know that wasn't the original album cover oh no it wasn't even the yeah. single cover Mm-hmm. yeah it i so i i saw this online uh, a few days ago um i think it's warner is actually producing the video i'm not entirely sure about that i could be wrong uh but like they're legit making a full plastic love music video um that is going to be released, I think, sometime in August. They they had like a teaser trailer for it that kind of had like the first like minute of the song, uh, but they will be releasing the full video uh, sometime in August. And it's interesting that this song has just become so popular over the past several several years um, that it's warranting them making a music video. Now, I know it's not just because of future funk and vaporwave that this song or like even just let me say this i know it's not just because the rise of future funk and vaporwave that this song is popular now there is a resurgence in popularity of city uh, city pop on its own right that is uh probably to thank for this um this video coming out but it raises the question um that got me thinking about this like do you think that there are uh, music in Vaporwave or Future Funk, songs that are sampled um, in in releases in Vaporwave and Future Funk, do you think that could lead to directly to a resurgence in a particular song or album becoming popular? For sure. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, My Boo climbed higher on the charts than it did back then. And that song got released tr- almost 20 years ago. The Roots Sandstorm wasn't actually like a top 40 hit when it was released, but here we are, and it went to number 14. Don't get me started on Toto's Africa. Why not? What's not to get started on? What do you mean? Yeah, because it's been talked to death. Dude, Toto... Toto's got so many bangers. Girl, it's goodbye. not just Africa. It's not even. It's like you know, people are like, oh, it's just Toto. I don't get it. It's like, well, Toto also did like Rosanna and Hold the Line. And, and, Hold it, the it, Line. Okay, I'll give you that one. Okay. So, like, like, I think like you know, you don't just like Africa. It's like you're maybe just like you know a Toto fan. You just don't know it. I think most people are Toto fans. They just don't know it. They just oh, need yeah. to kind of I expand their horizons you. a little bit. Not only that, uh, but they're part of I. I think they were like part of like uh, the Wrecking Crew. I'm not 100% sure. And they also did a ton of session work. Like you ever look at Stevie Dan's early albums? That's them on the background. Who's whose early albums? Steely Dan. Steely Dan. I thought you said Stevie Dan there. Yeah. Like, Stevie the Dan. No. <laughs> Stevie Dan. <laughs> nah, they had the silver for working Steely on Nicks. a rip off of them. No, there's the uh, episode of Got Rock too where they talk about uh, uh, the song Rosanna. And how it was crafted. I think it's episode three. 
that was hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, but I mean, like, so maybe it's it's the meme factor that would cause one of these um, these albums to kind of become popular. Um, you know, they're you know a perfect example of like the meme aspect would be like "Never Gonna Give You Up" by Rick Astley. You know, it was a popular song back in the '80s, but there's no reason it really should be popular now, um, with the exception of you know rick rolling because it's a terrible music video um i shouldn't say terrible but the intro is just smashes you in the face right away so repetitive i mean yeah and aesthetically i mean it is actually kind of incredible um you know from our standpoint but yeah um but you know like that that song would not be nearly as popular now if it wasn't for you know, it being used the memes. to death. You know, the memes, basically. Like I mean, it got to the point where, what's his face? Uh, Rick Astley got, like, Rick rolled himself multiple times. <laughs> uh, I mean, people know the YouTube URL for that. You know, like the, the string of random letters and stuff and numbers uh, for the YouTube URL that just get posted. And they're like, no, I'm not clicking on that. I'm going to get Rick rolled. <laughs> you know, like, that's that's insane. That it's, you know, it's not like something like YouTube.com slash never going to give you up. It's just a random address and people know it. But I, I think, I, I think we could see some more stuff. I, I can't think of any examples right now that it, it's happened on. I can um, think of a, a few more actually. City like pop stuff. in general, really. Oh yeah. Like it's about time we get music from more than just like England and uh canada as like an influence like it's about time in the united states i don't know how canada like gets this stuff indie um gets music from like other countries you know because like they take a lot of influence from us it's time you like see what's been going on you know even if it's like a baby step hello what i'm not sure what (laughs) you're getting at like the United, like a lot of music in the United States here is like just either American music, mm-hmm. British music, or like one it wonders from like all over the rest of the planet. So you're saying you'd like to see more stuff come from overseas, more global influence. Oh, in yeah. I'm not saying to just America. like reach off of them or anything, but like, yeah, absolutely. Like still English stuff? Like Australia? Well, not necessarily stuff that like is spoken in english i mean i'm fine with like songs in other languages honestly i think we're getting there i mean you can go so, listen to hindi music if you want it's it's there yeah but i mean you can listen to music from anywhere in the world it, it is easy to find it on the internet on spotify on, on whatever service you use it, it's not difficult to get it. it's more accessible than anywhere and that more more accessible now than it ever has been mm-hmm. i think what you're getting at is like sure anyone can go listen to that and go find it but you're not going to turn on the radio, like a top 40 station, and hear something from, like, Finland or, yeah, you know, something like that. I think we are getting to a place where we could see that more. Um, a perfect example would be uh, K-pop is kind of making its way over here. Uh... And it's been a little meme uh here beforehand, but now with, like, BTS and... and groups like that it's becoming mainstream like saturday Night live had bts performing a few weeks ago and it, it was a korean it was a korean performance on a u.s 
a, a classic, you know, U.S. show. Yeah, and it broke records, I think, too. They keep yeah, keep breaking they, they records did. here. That's actually so, kind of incredible. It is. It is actually really cool to to see that because it wasn't. I I, I don't think they were trying to like just fit into the U.S you know, what they wanted. They literally came on and performed their music in Korean, you know, exactly how they would be if they were over in Korea mm-hmm. um, and people went nuts for it. So it's great, you know, that you're kind of getting that kind of stuff over here in the U S I mean, how many countries is, uh, you know, is English music played and they have, you know, people have no idea what they're, what they're saying, what they're listening to, mm-hmm. you know, but they just like the song. Absolutely. Like, so. I feel like this country's been kind of insulated by its like massivity, I guess. In a way, we we output so much in terms of entertainment and music mm-hmm. in the U.S. that it's not you don't necessarily get like an even kind of reciprocation with it mm-hmm. in the mainstream, at least. Again, like if, if any of this stuff, if you want to find it, it's there. You can you can look it up. You can find it online pretty easily. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think we got a little off topic from the uh, from the question at hand, but um, yeah. nevertheless, I think it's it's okay. But um, we could. I think we'll. It would be interesting to to see some random samples get uh, random music that you wouldn't normally hear get popular because of some other song um, mm. that you heard. They heard a clip of it on. Yeah, I think it happened sort of because like it's could happen again for sure vaporwave we have vaporwave to thank a little bit but we also have just the internet to thank and youtube especially because you get to see the thumbnail and that thumbnail is it's a very interesting kind of captivating thumbnail that you'll click on it even if you're not into vaporwave right and it's Mm -hmm. such a funky catchy tune and so like sometimes when young people, even reg- not just young people, lots of people see um, an old video come on YouTube, they're like, "Oh, that's old stuff. I'm not gonna, you're not gonna get into that if it's American because it feels old to them or s- for some reason, right? It's like, oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't like well, classic rock. I'm not gonna go back to that. But if it's um, from another country, you, it's harder to tell maybe what era it's from because it's not um, like. Uh, a part of your culture, right? The different phases yeah. of music. Mm-hmm. The the timing doesn't really make a difference um, in terms mm-hmm. of when it was was there. I, I don't know about you, but like if I'm looking for something on the internet, um, whether it be like a YouTube video or or information or something like that, like if it's more than like five years old, like I tend to skip over it. I tend to look for like new information. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. If that makes sense. Um, like, let's say like you're looking for information on like a technical problem and you, you come across a forum for that issue, but it was like from, you know, 2012. It's like, I don't want to read this. This is old. This is when really, I mean, that's, it's really not that, that long ago. Um, I don't know. It's, I think if it's from a different country, if it's from another place that doesn't carry too much weight with it at least for me mm-hmm. yeah there's just more of a spectacle to it or something yeah it's i hear you on it. that front yeah <sighs> all right guys we have anything else for today 
Zip, Nada, and Zilch. I think right, I've guys. exhausted my one topic. I am beat. Like, <laughs> my last four brain cells are telling me to take a rest. Yeah. Well, you go rest for another couple of weeks, and then we'll uh, we'll get back to it. All right, guys. So uh, you know where to find us. If you have any questions for us, if you want to appear on the show, if you have a general commentary, you want to just hear yourself talk on a podcast, you can give us a call on the Private Suite hotline at 412-44-VAPOR. We do listen to all the voicemails. Uh, we do play most of them here on the show. So again, 412-44-VAPOR. That is a U.S.-based phone number. If you want to find us on Twitter, it's at Private Suite Pod. For the magazine, it's at Private Suite Mag. Facebook.com slash Private Suite Mag. Instagram.com slash Private Suite Mag. And of course, Patreon.com slash Private Suite Mag. Guys, I think that about does it for us. Uh, so until next time, we will see you soon. Peace. Take care. Later. Later.